Hello listeners and welcome to a special edition of the Business Line podcast to discuss the Bombay Stock Exchange Sensex hitting the 50000 mark. I have with me Aarti Krishnan, the consulting editor with Business Line. Aarti has covered financial markets for more than 25 years. Hello Aarti, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Aarti, the Sensex crossing 50000, is it cause to celebrate or is it a reason to worry for India? What do you make of this breach of 50000 mark at the Sensex? If you're a first-time investor in the stock markets, these milestones excite you. But if you've seen previous bear markets, then such milestones actually scare you. So when I was seeing some of the cake-cutting scenes today, I was reminded of January 2008 when the previous stock market bull run actually came to an end. And that also happened to be on January 21st, I think. So I am in equal parts happy and also... uh, That's some coincidence, that. Yeah, yeah. January, February tend to be rather dicey months for market to make new high because even in 2000, the dot-com bubble bust came in the month of February. Okay. Arthi, there's a lot of question in the minds of small investors and casual observers of the stock market. Is the stock market somehow decoupled from the economic realities of the country. Here we are talking about even in pre-COVID times, a bit of economic slowdown and with COVID absolutely decimating all sectors of the economy. What explains this stupendous rise of the stock market? The stock markets always are a few steps ahead of what happens to earnings. So it is rarely that they move complete in step with the earnings. So sometimes when the earnings are good, the markets may lag behind because everybody is bearish and only after seeing evidence, they actually react. Sometimes they go up in anticipation. And this time the rallies clearly reflects a hope on the part of market participants that the earnings recovery from COVID will be very strong and very sharp. However, whether those expectations are over-optimistic, whether the economy will really show us such a sharp rebound, that is definitely open to doubt. No, Aarti, I asked this because I remember reading recently uh, the RBI governor's foreword to the financial stability report. Yeah. And he said that the disconnect between certain segments of the financial market and the real economy right. has been accentuating in recent times, both globally and India. And he flags off this kind of meteoric rise seems to be baffling. If you yeah. look at the price earnings ratio also, it seems to be at a historic level of 34. Right. Rather than absolute Sensex or Nifty levels or the amount of gains in the last one year, a more useful way to look at any rally is through the price earnings ratio as you mentioned. And the price earnings ratio during previous bull markets like 2000 or 2008 for the Nifty, it has topped out at 26 times or 28 times. This time we are close to 40 times and still there is no sign of a correction. And the rise from the March lows particularly has been quite vertical. And that is why you find seasoned market participants worrying about this is just a bull market or whether it's heading into bubble territory. So if this entire rise had been punctuated by a few corrections at least, people will be more comfortable. But the truth is there have been no corrections at all and it has been just a vertical rise. And so that is why you find warnings like the one given out by the RBI governor on the whether stock prices are actually decoupling from fundamentals. But this is not true of India alone, but globally we are seeing basically even the Dow Jones, S&P, NASDAQ for example is trading at a record high valuation. And it is by now commonly understood that this whole rally in stock prices has been fueled by global central banks pouring trillions of dollars into the financial system in an effort to stimulate their economies after the global financial crisis. Ardi, just to explain to retail investors right. and people who only have a casual interest in the workings of the stock market, mm. would it be right to describe the price earning ratio as the amount investors are willing to 
put in a company for every rupee of earnings of a company say when you say the price earning ratio at this time is 35 it would mean that the investor is willing to pay 35 rupees for every rupee of revenue the company earns every rupee of profits the company earns yes you are every rupee quite, of profits quite right the reason why we invest in a stock of a company is because you want to become a part owner in the profits of the company so that is why we are measuring the stock price in terms of price earnings ratio we are willing to pay a 35 rupee premium for every rupee in profits earned by a company correct or, or to look at it another way you're willing to wait for 35 years to get back your initial investment so if the okay. company's earnings is only 1 rupee per share you will get back that 35 rupees that you put in today only 35 years later right assuming earnings don't grow if earnings grow that will change the equation but a lot of people have been talking up the rising profitability of indian companies even during the covid period and that fueling this kind of rise in the stock markets what do you make of the kind of profitability that we have seen in the private sector is it largely because of all the cost cutting measures that the companies have used is this kind of profit growth sustainable yes but in the april to june quarter we follow this fiscal year right april to march yeah. so in the june quarter which is the first quarter of fy21 actually we saw severe damage to profits of companies and revenues and earnings and things like that the second quarter which was july to september actually the numbers the corporate earnings turned out better than most people expected now this was not due to demand returning or sales growth returning but because companies managed to cut costs on a huge list of items nobody was traveling overheads were low employees were not coming to the offices so there were a lot of fixed cost savings there and or simply employees being laid off also definitely numbers. definitely that and then we could see huge savings in the wage bills apart from this because globally things were so dull commodity prices also had fallen a lot if you remember oil prices had crashed to 35 dollars or so so a lot of companies use oil related inputs also in india and that cost of all that had come down very sharply because of savings from all these sources actually between the first quarter and the second one we saw nearly a 35 40% rebound in the profits but if you compare it to a year ago period profits were still not back at that pre covid levels and people were hoping that in the december quarter for which results are yet to be out we will see that kind of rebound frankly though even if you take this rebound into account the valuations don't seem reasonable arthi you mentioned the high amount of liquidity yeah. that a lot of central banks around the world have pumped yeah. in and in a low interest rate climate mm-hmm. is it also a lot of money chasing too few high return opportunities in the market and therefore people flocking to the stock markets definitely so in most of the developed markets actually global investors are today earning near zero rates so if you want to stick to safe investments like us treasuries or something for these fis today they are getting near zero or 1% kind of rates whereas when they come to the equity markets where the prospects of earning a higher return are greater in markets like india there is something called the carry trade which leads to fpis putting in a lot of money they borrow at these near zero rates in the in their home markets and then they bring it to emerging markets such as india and buy stocks here in the hope that they will make a higher return here so this is a bet both, both on the country and on the exchange rate when they make this trade and a lot of the fpi flows actually have been decided by this carry trade arthi i was looking at a statistic about the new demand accounts that have been mm. opened in 2020 they have gone up by almost what 20 25% does it worry you that a lot of people who may not have jobs with unstable incomes may be punting big time on the stock market in desperation 
could that be one of the reasons for a big jump in the number of dmat accounts it does worry me because until the end of 2019 if you see a lot of domestic inflows into the stock market came via the mutual fund route and there were clear signs that people were not investing by themselves but they basically trusting the professional managers to manage the money for them in the stock market a relatively right. secure way of getting the advantage yeah, of investing in it yeah fund managers also can go wrong but they may not go as wrong as up investors secondly they don't do speculative trades but from june on july onwards we've seen the sharp rise in this individual investors opening dmat accounts and actually jumping into the stock market globally also we've seen this it's called robin hood traders basically there's a new brokerage called robin hood which allows for trading at very low costs and i think a similar thing has happened in india also where a lot of first time investors have gotten into the stock market and definitely there a lot of signs of speculation in small cap stocks and penny stocks Arthi, what would be your advice to retail investors and small investors looking at this big celebration and big jump of fifty thousand at the Sensex? How should? According to me, small and retail investors should be looking at stocks as a long-term investment because in day trading, etc., over ninety percent of people don't make money, and you really need to be a full-time trader in order to even consider making money in day trading. So, first of all, you need to be a long-term investor, and for a long-term investor, which means that you need a horizon of say ten years plus. and you are actually investing in stocks towards retirement or a child's education or something actually market peaks are not cause for a celebration when markets are at a low like march that is the time to celebrate because that gives you an opportunity to invest at a low price whereas today it is very hard to advise anybody also to put new money into the stock markets because the prices are so high That's wonderful what you said Aarti that actually if you're a serious investor it is yeah. the dips that should interest you rather than the highs Yeah the cake cutting should happen in March and not in January. Okay thanks a lot Aarti thank thanks you. thanks for dialing in. That's it listeners for this quick special edition on the Sensex reaching 50000. Remember Aarti's words this is not the time for cake cutting. If you are already invested in the stock markets might be a good time to book profits and wait for new dips to buy more. Thank you.